0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, January 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Key Democrat backs FSA reopening. Shutdown may stall Dicamba case and WTO reform. China on G20 agenda. FSA offices reopen as the shutdown fight moves to the Senate. Office of the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Farm Service Agency are opening across the country today as the agency gears up to deal with a backlog of business that's piled up during the government shutdown over the past five weeks. Among the services, the offices will be handling are requests for operating loans and loan guarantees and applications for the market facilitation program. Some Democrats say the Trump administration may be calling employees back to work without adequate legal justification. But the USDA isn't getting any complaints from the Democrat that really matters in the House. And that Georgia Representative Sanford Bishop, who chairs the Agriculture Appropriation Subcommittee. Bishop told Agripulse, we'll worry about the legalities after the people get help. The most important thing is for people who need the services to be able to get them. Bishop's Subcommittee writes the USDA's annual spending bill. What we're watching today, well, the Senate will hold votes on dueling GOP and Democrat plans to end the shutdown, neither of which is likely to get the 60 votes needed to pass. House Democrats have proposed to give President Trump his $5.7 billion, but only for border security measures that don't include a fiscal barrier. Conservatives rejected the idea. In the meantime, members of the Blue Dog Coalition, a group of about two dozen moderate House Democrats, drafted a letter to congressional leaders asking for a bipartisan bicameral summit to discuss ways to end the shutdown. While well, citing the shutdown, the Justice seeks to delay in Dicamba case. The Department of Justice has asked the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to halt proceedings in a case challenging EPA's October 31st decision to re-register Dicamba for two years. The Justice Department said in a court filing that Department of Justice lawyers and EPA employees are unable to work on the case because of the shutdown. But the environmental groups that brought the lawsuit argue time is of the essence and the herbicide, quote, poses a serious risk to the environment, including threatening and endangered species and farmers. Earlier this month, the Ninth Circuit rejected an earlier lawsuit challenging Dicamba's previous registration, which expired in November. The plaintiffs have asked the court to reconsider that decision. WTO reform, China trade to take spotlight at G20. Overhauling the World Trade Organization rules to address aggressive government subsidies and unfair trade practices like those employed by China will be a primary focus when Japan hosts the next G20 summit in June, according to Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. The U.S., Europe, and Japan must join forces to facilitate change within the WTO, especially its rules for government subsidies. Abe said at the annual World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. European Trade Commissioner Cecilia Malmstrom, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Leinheiser, and Japanese Trade Minister Hiroshiki Seiko have been meeting for months to come up with a way to counter controversial Chinese tactics like forcing foreign companies to hand over intellectual property in order to do business in China. Now keep in mind... A Chinese delegation is scheduled to arrive in the U.S. next week to try to broker a deal to end the trade board that has certainly had devastating effects on U.S. agriculture exports. One of the primary demands by President Donald Trump is that China halt the policy of forced technology transfer. President Trump told reporters Wednesday that he's optimistic about the negotiations. He said China very much wants to make a deal. We'll see what happens. I like where we are right now. Chinese Vice President Wang Qishan, who also spoke in Davis yesterday, mostly sidestep questions about resolving the U.S.-China trade war, saying cooperation serves both interests while confrontation harms the interests of both. House Ag loses former chairman and the shuffle. Oklahoma Representative Frank Lucas, who chaired the House Agriculture Committee for four years, It's now leaving the committee, Lucas says. The GOP leadership asked him to give up his seat to make room for one of the freshman Republicans who needed a seat on ag. Lucas says he'll keep his seniority on ag, and he notes that it's just a down period for the committee since the new Farm Bill hasn't been enacted. Lucas can't return as either chairman or ranking member of AG unless Republicans change their rules. GOP members are term limited to six years in a committee leadership position as chairman or ranking member. Lucas will be serving this Congress as ranking Republican of the House Science, Space and Technology Committee. He also is retaining his seat on the Financial Services Committee. Other Republicans leading the committee include Texas GOP Representative Jody Arrington, scored a coveted seat on the House Ways and Means Committee, which oversees tax and trade policy, and Iowa Representative Steve King, who was stripped of his committee assignments by GOP leadership. The three new members are Dusty Johnson of South Dakota, Jim Baird of Indiana, and Jim Hagedorn of Minnesota. And by the way, King is kicking off a series of town hall meetings at his sprawling district this weekend. King has avoided such meetings in the past, concerned that paid protesters might show up and disrupt them. Last year, he didn't hold any at all, according to spokesman John Kennedy. The diesel industry searches for tax credit vehicle. The diesel industry has high hopes that a long-term extension of the industry's tax credit will get enacted this year. But the big question is what vehicle will it ride to cross the finish line? Tim Urban, a tax policy expert with Ernst & Young speaking at the National Bio Diesel Conference in San Diego said the possible vehicles include a standalone tax extenders bill, an omnibus spending bill, or a bipartisan infrastructure package. Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley, who took over as chairman of the Senate Finance Committee this year, is ideally situated to serve as an advocate for the tax credit and has a long history of doing so, according to Urban. Well, here's today's He Said It. When you go from being the majority to the minority, things are a lot more complicated. That represented Frank Lucas, a Republican of Oklahoma, on having to leave the House Agriculture Committee to accommodate demands for a seat on the panel after its GOP membership shrank from 26 to 21. Well, that is Daybreak for this Thursday, January 24th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated.